Yo, yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the newly named The Justin Podcast. Um, I renamed the podcast. If you guys didn't catch that on my Instagram, um, I wanted to rename it so that I can kind of generalize this podcast a little bit more and so that it kind of reflects my personal brand a little bit. Um, I will still be doing a series called This.Dev. Uh, where I will be interviewing developers and, you know, going through the same thing that I did with Chris in the previous episode where I talk about their upbringing uh, in terms of their software development career. So that series will still be going on, but um, I wanted to broaden the topics a little bit and globalize my scope. So today's episode, I am going to be doing uh, what is my 30K Q&A slash AMA type deal. I was going to make a YouTube video out of it, but um, might as well do it on the podcast because my it's I feel like it's the best platform to do it. So I asked a lot of you guys on my stories to uh, ask me questions and I'm going to answer them now. So let's get started. First underscore Cass Diaz asked when you first started in September, what is the first thing you learned and how? Um, so an interesting story about that is when I started my Instagram in September, I had already known some HTML and CSS, no JavaScript though. So what my first thing was, I believe I did some free code camp and code Academy, um, to go over some of the basics with HTML and CSS and just kind of refresh because I had been on and off with coding as a whole. So I just kind of want to go over the basics and that's kind of what I learned first. Uh, just for the first month or two, I was learning the basics of HTML, CSS again, did HTML five and CSS three, learned a little, little bit of Flexbox and, and grid, and then eventually moved on to JavaScript. But, um, you know, not everyone's perfect. So I kind of skipped a little bit of CSS, not a little bit, a lot of CSS and went straight to JavaScript. So that wasn't a really good idea on my end, but that's kind of what I did initially when I first started. Second question here we have is from Uwan underscore DA3. If I say any of your names wrong, I'm really sorry, but um, his question is, would you do some project videos for others to follow along to? And I've this idea has always crossed my mind um, I, I would love to do something like that, but I don't feel like I'm at the correct spot or have the right personality to do these kinds of tutorials. Maybe not personality is not the right uh, thing to say, but I don't feel that I'm ready enough to prep like a tutorial on my YouTube or to where other people can follow. Maybe in the future, it's always a thought, that, like I said, that's crossed my mind. I don't know if I will do it or when I will do it, but know that it's in the back of my mind and I may or may not do that. And this is a good question from Ocasio.Official is if you were to start over, what language would be the first you would learn and why? Um, so for me personally, I've always been interested in the back end side of things. So that being said, I don't know if JavaScript would have been the first decision I would have made. I maybe would have learned Python or um, Go. Go is a really interesting language to me, just with you know, everything I've heard of and a lot of other people in my personal life had told me to learn Go because it's, you know, it's an amazing language. It's fast. Um, I, I If I were to start over, that might Go might have been the first language that I learned. I don't know if I would have gone front end, but I'm kind of happy I did. So 
again, if I were to start over, I would probably learn Go first, but um, I'm still, I don't regret going front end and I don't regret the decisions I've made thus far. Mr. What Brian asked, what programming language do you suggest for us to learn? And now that's going to be a question you're going to have to ask yourself. And the question you're going to have to ask yourself is what side of development are you, do you want to be on? Do you want to be on the front end or back end side of things? Obviously in the front end, you're going to have to learn JavaScript. Um, that's kind of a given. You're most nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, you're going to be using JavaScript as a front end developer. It's, there's no questions asked. I, it's probably like one of the most widely used languages aside from, you know, learning the frameworks on, on that are built on JavaScript, such as Angular, uh, view and react. So, um, that's on the front end. If you're on the back end side of things, the, it depends on the route you want to go. But again, that's kind of the question you ask yourself. Um, and you kind of have to decide what you like most. I'm not going to tell you to go, you know, learn Python, but you don't like Python and you like go, you, you should do what you like. If you like go, then learn go. Um, so that's kind of my take on it. You kind of have to decide that for yourself. Um, there's no one set language that you should know. My one recommendation that you might want to look into is, you know, go on LinkedIn, go on Indeed or whatever job listing boards that you have locally in your area and see what the market's asking for. You know, if you want to get a job and you want to fit what the market is in demand for, then kind of see what they're asking for and then learn that language. Um, so that would be my, um, my recommendation. Next question, underscore gasp, underscore it's underscore geo asked, what process did you use to start teaching yourself code? So uh, I ran through a little bit of tutorial hell and a little bit of issues trying to find my own methods and everyone's different. So my method is going to be very different from someone else. I'm a very visual and uh, hands-on learner. So what I found worked best for me was Codecademy and then using Udemy courses and then doing the projects that were taught in the Udemy courses and then building them on my own uh, without the tutorial. So basically just applying the knowledge and methods and everything that I learned in the, um, in the course into an actual project that I, I wanted to make. And then that kind of just compounded into, you know, me solidifying a lot of the knowledge that I had learned in those courses and building actual projects that I, I could show off. So that was kind of my process. Um, I would always just do these Udemy courses or I would go through Codecademy and just run through these things. And then obviously take notes on the side of some of the key concepts that I, that I thought were uh, helpful and then just kind of repeated. So now I'm at a point where I don't really need to take tutorials unless it's a brand new thing. Like right now I'm at a point where front end is okay. I still need to go over a little bit of CSS, but JavaScript and all that is okay. I don't need tutorials anymore. The one thing I do need tutorials for is going to be when I learn node, cause I do want to do be a full stack eventually. So I will have to learn node. I'm going to need some video tutorials on that. So I'll go back to that. Um, I do also want to learn, uh, Dino at some point, just because, um, it's a new technology, who knows it might take off, but it looks a lot better, obviously more secure than node. So we'll see. Um, he also had a second question that I actually do like was how long did it take to finish your first ever project? It took me two months, I think roughly. I don't remember the exact time frame, but my first big project that I ever, ever finished was um, probably two months at the beginning of this month, I believe, um, which was if you go to my GitHub, it is with the NBA stats player search application. I really didn't come up with a good name with that thing. Um, I might need to up my name 
uh, my name game pretty much. But that took me a while just because that was the first time I was using Redux for state management. And it was a little, not a little, it was a big doozy. It was a big learning process for me. Uh, and I actually had to reach out to a bunch of people on Instagram to help me out. And a bunch of people actually just reached out. And some people even went on the GitHub repo, forked it, and then um, tried to help me out and even suggested some pull requests and things like that. So it was kind of cool. It was a good project. But yeah, it took me about two months to finish that one. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Someone asked on Instagram from thenhvp.cs, uh, tips to learn code faster and math for developer. Um, let me answer the second part. You do not need math as a front end developer. You will probably just need some very basic algebra. Um, you know, the math, uh, the addition, subtraction, division, multiplication, all that stuff. If you go into the back end and you're doing something like data science, data analysis, or machine learning, then you're going to need a lot of math. I don't know what exact math you're going to need, but I know you're going to need it. So it depends on where you're going into. If you're front end, don't worry about it too much. Um, but tips to learn fast, uh, learn coding faster. Don't my one of my biggest recommendations is try not to learn code fast. Um, that might be a huge, huge roadblock that you run into just because you're going to burn yourself out. You're not going to learn all the concepts concretely or sufficiently. And you're just going to, you know, there's going to be huge gaps in your knowledge, depending on the person, obviously, right? There might be someone who can just naturally learn faster, but don't try to actively pursue to learn code faster. I think that might be just more of a disadvantage to you than it is a benefit. So don't do that. Just learn at your own pace. Everyone has their own learning styles and some people can comprehend things faster than others. So don't, you just got to be self-aware enough to understand that you learn at a certain pace and don't speed yourself up past that. Next question from Jed Jed, my mans says, how, how do you manage your time and focus while working remotely? Would be great to know. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of that comes with discipline that has been self-instilled over the years from myself. Um, but you, for me, this is how I utilize a lot of my time and focus. I, I put myself into a perspective that my life isn't granted and tomorrow isn't guaranteed. Um, but I, I don't take life for granted anymore. And I know that tomorrow potentially I could die. That's, that, that's just super real. And all of you have to realize that that's our life's our life, we don't have to be here. You know what I mean? Like anything can happen. So that kind of forces me into a mode where I need to make the most of my waking hours every single day and make sure that if I were to die tomorrow, I'm satisfied with, with what I had achieved today. Um, so that's what kind of kicks me into how I make the most of my time. And now as to how I manage it, I don't really have a system in terms of how I manage it. I just know that I need to be doing something productive and need to be doing something that gets me closer to my goals that I've set for myself. So just just understanding that is kind of how I manage my time. I make sure that I'm not doing useless things, that I'm not watching Netflix or YouTube all the time and that I'm not obviously obviously I'm taking breaks like that's that's the healthy part of it. I obviously need breaks. We all need breaks. We're not working 24 seven. Otherwise, we'd be just robots. So 
that's the, I don't really need a system to manage my time or focus. I'm just naturally driven, um, which I'm blessed for. And that's not me, you know, being cocky or anything. Like, I just feel like I'm naturally driven to do the things I want to do. So that's kind of how um, I do things, especially working remotely. It could be very, very hard. And someone asked from programming Pablo, what's the path you followed for web development? There is no one single path. That's one I feel big misconception is that there's a roadmap that you should follow. Obviously there is. And I feel like some of us who know there's a GitHub repo of someone who made essentially what, what is a front end roadmap, even a back end roadmap that you should follow, which I guess is a really good general guideline, but I feel like everyone's path in, ter in terms of web development is going to be very, very different. Um, it, it all comes down to your personal circumstances, your environment, where you're at in life, all these different things kind of come into play. So I, I wouldn't say that there is one single path, but the path I followed, obviously, if I'm just going to answer the question straight up is I, I taught myself HTML, CSS, JavaScript through Udemy, free code camp and code Academy and YouTube tutorials, built projects, made a website that was my portfolio website that showcased a lot of my projects. And then eventually earlier this year, I helped the gym out that I go to make and transform their website from an old one and um, use that as my first client project. And this I'm kind of here now. So you need to put yourselves in positions to where you can actually build projects that are practical. And if you can do that, then you're useful to somebody in the world. So um, that's kind of my path. Let's see, what's some other questions? Um, can't see underscore David. I probably botched that name so bad, but he's asking, how do I know when I'm ready to get a job as a web dev? Now, that's a really good question. Um, and the answer to that is very straightforward, is you will never be ready. Uh, one thing I really want everyone to understand is that you will always be learning uh, us as human beings. We're just always going to be learning something new. And if especially the, those of us that are in tech and understand that tech moves at a very, very fast pace. So tomorrow there could be something new that comes out and that you have to learn. For example, Deno, um, Deno just come just came out and, you know, everyone's saying, oh, it's the node killer. It's going to kill node nodes dead. Everyone learned Deno. Like, obviously, yes, you want to learn Deno, but I don't think it's going to replace node. But it's also understanding that this is a new technology that could potentially take over and might be something good to know. Um, it's things like that. So you're always going to be learning something new. So don't feel like there's a certain point where you have to hit to where you're like, okay, I think I'm ready to be a web developer. Now, if you know the basics, if you've built websites, if you've built applications that you can use, and if you have projects that you're on your GitHub that you can showcase, you're a web developer. You know, if you understand Git, if you understand um, deployment and things like that, obviously you're just going to be ready for web development. Um, don't feel like you, again, have to hit a certain point. Just once you know all those basic things, you've built things, apply or go into freelancing. You know what I mean? There's so many different routes you can go with web development. So don't feel like you're ready. Just go do something about being a web developer. Make sure that you solidify that. You know what I mean? Like don't, don't try to reach this certain point in your in your life where you think that you're ready. I think that's what a lot of people, I feel like they need to hit that point. And it's what slows people down and what 
it's what honestly makes people just not commit to development because they just get so um, overwhelmed in their own head about that. Like it's so detrimental to you as a developer. So don't do that. Um, someone's asking from Sumya deep dot G 98 again. Sorry if I am botching your name. I'm really trying. <laughs> Um, his question was, after learning JavaScript, do I need to build a project on vanilla, vanilla JS to proceed learning React? I think so. I think that's a really good idea just to kind of, you know, again, solidify your knowledge in JavaScript as a whole and make sure, you know, you understand DOM manipulation and, you know, uh, things like that. You, you know, all the different con concepts of vanilla JavaScript scoping, um, you know, making sure you're using ES6 and all that stuff, you know. Um, the this keyword, you know, all those things you need to build something with vanilla JavaScript because it just makes learning react or any other framework in general that much easier. I mean, I, I told a story on Chris Sean's podcast and I don't know if I mentioned it in my previous episode, but I, I'm pretty sure I did. I learned JavaScript by learning react first, and I don't recommend that at all. If you are hearing this, learn vanilla JavaScript first. Do not jump into a framework to learn it. But I thought, okay, I might be backwards in this um, and it might work. So I tried it and it kind of helped me. But there were huge gaps that I wasn't understanding. So um, destructuring was something that I never understood uh, out the box. Um, and I didn't, I never had a good understanding of modules. I never had a good understanding of classes and objects, um, arrays and all the array methods like iterating over arrays like it was just so much to me I never understood them so that was huge gaps in my knowledge and then now recently I went back and obviously made sure I understood them fully thank thank God for a code academy because they're they're um the, the framework that they have on their platform is or the curriculum they have on their platform is amazing and it's helped me so much for understanding those things but again I do agree that you need to be build. You need to build a solid vanilla JS project before you move on to React. Next question from Leisha underscore codes asks, I'm about to start a coding bootcamp. Your posts have been really encouraging. Just want to thanks. Oh, it's not even a question. Well, thank you, Leisha. Uh, I actually really appreciate that. Um, the next question is Shalom Thang. Is memorizing necessary to become a good web developer? No, 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 no. Uh, I would not worry too much and waste your time on memorizing things. Obviously, there might be things that you need to, but I don't think necessarily that's a requirement. I feel like the more you use something, the more you'll naturally, naturally memorize things. But again, there's always these things of senior developers or other developers that are high up or other experienced developers that are constantly Googling and looking up on Stack Overflow things that may just seem so basic, but they're just things that you forget. Um, for example, shouts out to the coder coder, by the way, Jessica. Um, she's a she's a real one. She her one of her recent videos that she put out that's helped me so much. And I actually utilized in my portfolio website was, you know, there was a part in her YouTube tutorial where she legitimately looked up like I think it was how to um, loop over an array or something like in JavaScript, vanilla JavaScript, that is like, I think she was looking up at the, uh, for each method. And I was like, oh, wow, she doesn't, I mean, obviously she knew what, knew what it was, but she didn't know how to structure it. I think that nothing against her, obviously like she, she's an amazing developer, but it's, that's just a prime example that we always have to look up things. So no, don't, 
don't feel like you need to memorize everything. You're just going to waste a lot of time and a lot of energy just trying to do that. So don't do that. I don't recommend that. That's probably really, really, um, it's probably a really big disadvantage to you on honestly. Uh, let's see. Some uh, next question is sahil.secon.3 asks best way to go from tutorials to building your own project from scratch. Just do it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just as simple as that. You can't get stuck in tutorials because realistically, the only reason why you're stuck doing tutorials is because you're overthinking it and you're not confident in your own skills, but you kind of have to get over that and get uncomfortable. That's the kind that's kind of the thing that everyone needs to understand is you need to put yourself in these uncomfortable zones in order to grow and being in tutorials is too comfortable. You're not going to learn anything. You, I mean, you will, but it's not, it's not practical like to keep doing tutorials. Like you're not going to keep doing tutorials when you get a job and all that stuff, right? You need to be building stuff on your own. So that being said, if you find yourself stuck in tutorials, find some sort of project that you're passionate about. If you like basketball, make something that's related to the NBA or basketball in general. If you like Disney, I don't know, make something that is related to Disney. You know what I mean? Like find these ideas for projects and then use what you've learned in those tutorials to build it. And that doesn't mean you can't look things up. Uh, try not to use the tutorial, obviously, but use Google. That's going to be a skill that you have to develop. Use Stack Overflow during the job. And I haven't had a job as a developer, but from talking to people who are, you're constantly going to be looking things up anyways. So that being said, try and remember some of the things you've learned in your tutorials and just go do it. Like that's just, it's just as simple as that. You need to just do it. Um, if you don't, then you're just going to be comfortable all the time and it's not, you're not going to grow from that. So that's, that's my recommendation. Let's see. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Next question from shanshan.zao.7106 is asking, how many hours do you work each day? Um, every day is very different. I don't, I don't record my time. I don't try to set a time limit on myself. I just work when I want to. And that's pretty much most of the day anyways. Um, I love to work. I love to learn. So those two just coincide together and help me <laughs> code a lot. Um, I now being unemployed, you know, everything's kind of scary at this moment. So I need to make the most of my time and I'm pretty much working all the time. That's more than eight hours potentially. I don't know. I don't track them, but I'm, I'm working a lot. Depe but again, depending on the day, depending on the circumstance, depending on what I've got going on that day, um, I'm pretty much working almost all day. Another question. Let's see. I'm gonna, oh, well, first it comes from just Robert, Roberto is asking, this might be my last question as well. Um, I'm gonna graduate soon in a degree other than comp sci, but want to become a dev. Any advice? So it's probably a really good one to end on. So my advice for you, if you're already going to graduate with that degree, um, it's gonna be, that's a tough one actually. Um, I would say depending on that degree, I don't know if you want to, but I mean, what I would do is get a full-time job that is related to the degree that you have. And then on the side, just learn, um, learn development. Honestly, that's probably the best thing to do because you're going to need an income to honestly live, pay the bills, eat all that stuff. Right. Um, so get a full-time job and then on your off hours, on your lunch breaks, on the weekends, anytime that you have free, if you're not full-time and you're working part-time, something like that, put in the work, 
put in the hours. Um, you know, you can learn development fairly fast, uh, but obviously at, go at your own pace. I, I don't recommend that you go super, super fast. You have time. You're just graduating. So I'm guessing you're super young. I mean, we're I'm 23, but I'm guessing you're young if you're just now graduating with a degree. Um, but that would be my recommendation is balance your time with with a new job. And then, you know, once you're ready to make the flip, you know, you can freelance off on the side from your job to see if it's right for you. Get some client work going and try to get some practical experience. Um, but the nice thing for you is that you have a degree so you can actually use that to your advantage if you are in the future going to apply to front end or any sort of software engineering position. You have a degree already and you can use that to your benefit. Um, and then on top of that, you're going to be building a portfolio, obviously, on GitHub or whatever, showcasing some of the projects that you made off the, on the side while you were in a full time job and uh, put on your portfolio website, things like that, and then just kind of go with it. You know what I mean? Um, that would be my rec recommendation. Do not do not, I, um, you know, go go out of college and not get a job. Don't waste the money that you spent getting that degree to not, you know, go into it, obviously, right? You chose that degree for a reason. Um, if you didn't like it, well, um, you're already in so far deep. So I would utilize that degree um, to some extent while also building something off on the side. So that would be my recommendation. Anyways, that's going to be all the questions I take for the 30K AMA. Again, I just want to thank all of you guys who are listening to the podcast, who have followed me on Instagram or YouTube or both or everything um, and have come along with me on the journey. This has been crazy. Honestly, it's been such a crazy ride. Getting to 30K on Instagram was not something that I thought would I, I would ever accomplish. It's It's honestly super humbling to me. The fact that, you know, there are people out there who support me and other developers in the community to this extent. I've gotten so many great messages from everyone, uh, whether they watch my YouTube videos or, you know, listen to me on the podcast or listen or watch uh, read my captions on IG and all these things. Like, you know, I get these DMs from people who are motivated legitimately, like someone on YouTube watched one of my videos and was just like, yo, I, uh, I, I listened to what you had to say. I feel so motivated and inspired. Like I'm just now, I'm going to start learning how to code. Like this is amazing. I want to get into it. I've always wanted to. So it's things like that that drive me so much. And I'm honestly just going to keep growing the hell out of this thing. Um, this podcast is going to grow. I hope, um, hopefully that name James didn't screw anything up. But that being said, thank you guys for listening so much to this episode. This has been a fun one. I'm going to do a lot more AMAs. Uh, I'll ask you guys to ask me questions and I'll just come on here and talk. Um, and answer them hopefully weekly if not you know every other week if you guys do want to support the podcast and me myself um, there will be a link in the show notes or description to a link on anchor where you can sign up to be a monthly supporter you guys don't have to do it but it does help me out a lot especially now that i'm you know not working and i'm trying to build this thing up so if you want to sign up as a monthly uh, supporter you guys can in the link in the show notes like i said other than that, you can find me on my social medias if you are just now joining me on my journey. Thank you for joining. Welcome to the party. <laughs> um, but that's going to be it for today, and I'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace out.